spoken me. I went to sleep that night without knowing that it would be the last night I ever spent in that bed at my parents' house in London. Meredith, my mum shook me awake. The room was dark, making it obvious it wasn't morning yet, or not time to get up for school anyway. Mum, I mumbled in my half-asleep state. It's time to go. Everything I told you about those stories is true. It's time for you to leave us so you can train to be a protector. Your dad and I, we've done everything we possibly can to prepare you. First Charge is the first book in the Destiny Initiative series by Amanda Steele. The book can be purchased in paperback from Amazon. The e-book can also be purchased on Kindle, Kobo, Apple Books and many others. Spoken Thank you today for tuning in to Spoken Label. Spoken Label was originally set up at the beginning of 2016 and as of recording has over 200 sessions in our archive. Although the podcast can be heard on Anchor, iTunes, Apple, Spotify, YouTube and literally 10 or 11 other networks, the full archive can be found at Spoken Label, all one word, spokenlabel.bandcamp.com. On Bandcamp, it is set as pay what you want. So you are entitled, if you wish, you can download it or stream it for nothing. But if you're going to throw me a couple of pennies my way, it is always a term they're grateful to help me maintain the operating costs and future running costs for this podcast. Enjoy. Spoken Hi guys, Andy N, Spoken Able, back in the house on Zoom again today. And we're going up to the lovely area in New Mills today for a dear friend of mine. And we were discussing this before and I think that first, Randy, Randy Horton is with me today. I knew him when we first chatted to him about three and a half years ago now, Spoken Lane. But that was the first time I really chatted to him. And I remember it was the poem Randy did in the second half. It caught me out completely. So, But I've got him with me today and he's a, he's a great bloke. And Randy, would you like to introduce yourself to everybody? Tell them, obviously, people may twig that you're not local from New Mills, your accent. <laughs> but tell them a little bit about yourself and we'll take it from there, mate. Yes, uh, I'm Randy Horton, or Randall Horton is my uh, official name. Uh, I've, there's a Randall Horton who's a very accomplished poet at New York University. Oh, was it? So I changed. <laughs> so I started using Randy so that people wouldn't confuse me with him because he's got all these books and awards and everything. And then there's an author uh, named Randy Horton who's published about twelve books too. So I can't win. There's, there's uh, <laughs> oh, but anyway. It's what my friends know me from. I'm from Texas. Um, I taught philosophy at a community college there until 2016 when I retired. I moved over here and we live in New Mills, as as you said, up in Derbyshire. And uh, in my semi-retirement, I started writing. I've always written poetry, but I started writing a little bit more poetry in 2017, really. Yeah, yeah, of course. And that's when we first, I know I first got my first met you in because I know you came down to obviously the Writer Lab Stockport group, which I, I know I definitely met you from. And then after that, it was a case that I found out you went down to Damien Steele's night over at the state, the Ashton station as well, didn't you? Spoke Passions. And that's right, why. Right. So we've I've always we've got, got, got a great year then, anyway. And back in the old days, we used to be able to meet in person, didn't we? So, but yeah, since, we, we would pass, cross paths from time to time. And we still, Cross paths now, but in totally different format, I guess. Yeah, it's a bit odd, isn't it, really? Because they're doing a Zoom, these Zoom things and stuff. But 
we cannot make what we can at the moment in the past year or so now. So, but I want we're here today to talk about two specific topics for you, really. And one of them is I've not read it, but I know you bought a book out, didn't you, relatively recently? So I want yeah, to tell people about that first. Yeah, I self-published this little pamphlet. I mean, I consider it sort of like a demo disc or whatever. And uh, there were maybe once or twice I had people when I would go to um, open mics or something, ask me if I had something. I never had anything. So I thought this way I'll have something if somebody wants a little sampler of what I have. So, uh, you know, it's not a huge release or anything like that. And the other reason I did it was because my wife and my mother-in-law both said, I would like to have your poems that I can hold in my hand. And I said, oh, all right then. So um, <laughs> yeah, it's just 50 poems in a pamphlet that I have. And so when, if people want something, I have something to give them now. Well, people bear that in mind. And also like, if you like what Randy does today then, so it's, it's, well, it's worth checking him out. He's, he's a great poet. And what I always love about your work, Randy, is about your blush saying this is, the fact is I think partly because of your background, you find that living where you are. You write in different ways to what you probably hear in the local area, probably don't in some ways. Yeah, it, it is different. And um, I have over the over the last four years, um, I found some poets over here who write more, I guess the way I was accustomed to, to hearing in the past. Um, when I first came, I felt very much like a fish out of water in a way. Um, now I'm, I'm seeing more, more of the variety here as well. So, um, but I, I do think my stuff is definitely different. And it's a different voice. And sometimes I know the voice doesn't come through when people, when people read things here. The other thing that's been interesting to me is hearing British people read. And then I go back and read some of the older British poems I studied because I was a I was an English major way back uh, in university and studied a lot of British literature and I'm now realizing that I read uh, the words completely wrong I mean some of the expressions I didn't know what they meant I didn't know how they were pronounced and I definitely didn't have the rhythm uh, correct so it's been interesting to kind of reevaluate uh, my understanding of some of the British literature I was familiar with yeah I can't complain with that and I know, I know you've told you yeah, I've You've told them, I'm not going to go into details on who, but you certainly like, you know, you're, you're very, very well read. And it's, I can well imagine knowing you, like, you're looking back at it, you're getting different, it's different interpretations, isn't it? So, we are living in that area or close to the area, definitely. So, now, I want to talk to you today, the second part of this is really about, because over the past couple of years, you've been running your own night as well, haven't you? Write and release. Now, this is quite interesting, this, because it's, well, if you've gone in a different direction with it, and partly because of lockdown, because when you first did it, it was in, tell people about it, because it was like a little local group, wasn't it, really? In the back of, um, I mean, I one time went over, it was a library right next to it, wasn't it? It's, well, it's been in the library lately. Uh, when I first started, it was the autumn of 2017, and we were in Springbank Arts Centre. Ah, right, yeah. And when, when I started, I was kind of hoping for... Um, kind of a performance style meeting, but the people that came were uh, more interested in sharing their work in a more kind of intimate way. They didn't, they didn't mm. want to stand up and perform in front of people. 
And so we became more of that kind of group where um, we sat around in a, just a very quiet and friendly way. Um, we had a lot of people in there who had, who were academics, former academics or current academics, you know, and um, very accomplished people who would just sort of have a camaraderie and uh, share their poetry in that way. And so it became less and less of a performance kind of thing over time and more of a, I guess, a writer's social group or something like that, yeah. Yeah, which I think is quite similar to what we do at Stockport group, really, that, so yeah. And I noticed, obviously, then, soon went into lockdown, obviously, things changed, didn't it, really? Because tell people about your change in approach, and obviously, since you got into lockdown, because it's your way of the way you run that group is quite different to the way you used to run it, really, isn't it? I suppose. Well, it's funny because I didn't, I mean, I didn't intentionally change anything. Um, and so when we first went into lockdown, there were a few people who lived alone who said they really, um, needed the interaction with other people. So I actually started doing more of them. And I think you came a, a couple of times on Saturday afternoon. Yeah, then my, then my Saturdays weren't completely mad, so I never got a chance well, well, after that. Yeah, it happened to a lot of people. For a while, everything was, uh, there was nothing to do. Then suddenly there was a lot more to do. And, and that was why I quit doing them because fewer and fewer people had time to come. But, but there for a while, we had about seven or eight of us who, um, it was like, man, I really need to talk to somebody. So on every Saturday, we would get together and, and chat and read a little bit. And then I continued doing the monthly uh, night ones. And I think you're partly responsible for the I'm change. always responsible. <laughs> <laughs> Not entirely. Because some people said they were just searching online for open mics and, and mine started coming up. So we started getting people in America and uh, we had uh, some people from Australia and and other other parts of the world now, some of them i think you were your night was getting so full i think you told told some people yeah. there are some other opportunities and yeah, uh, i said so it over to you <laughs> you, 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 you take your overflow as as it were so um and part of that too because they were coming from you and coming from other places that were very performance based i started getting some some very accomplished performers uh coming on the on the not monthly one and uh, I was delighted to have them, of course. And it kind of went back to what my original plan had been in 2017 was to have more performance based stuff. Although I still, uh, I should emphasize that I still welcome and very much like people who consider themselves writers and not performers. I mean, I like both very much, um, but I'm really glad to have those performers. And I've been amazed at the quality we've gotten at some of those now on the monthly night. Yeah, you do. You've had some crack you had some cracking headline acts in there, that's for sure of it. So and it's I'm not gonna go around nit dropping names. I'm not I'm not that sort of person and I know you're not, but the best way to put it would be you've had some great guests on, that's for sure of it. So and it's how have you found the advertising then? Has it have you the way you used to advertise it changed and has it and no I actually um advertise less now I used to spend a lot more effort trying to attract people and of course it's easier I guess with with zoom it's easier because you can attract people from all over the world whereas trying to get people to drive to new mills was more of a challenge um, you know we had a few locals in new mills but other people would have to drive so that's harder now that they can just dial in uh, anybody searches open mic and they find us into it uh, so it's very uh, it's very good but I didn't um, yeah, I think I, I do put 
less effort into promotion now. It just uh, people are looking looking for the opportunities. So it's it's great, and I guess uh, people were happy with the way the way the night progressed, you know, when they came, we're happy enough to want to come back. So we we do have people coming back every month. So I'm I'm pleased with it. I think you do like it's kind of way obviously we run speakeasy, like I said, in contrast to yours, we have exactly the same thing where I half them are regulars or two thirds of the month are regulars. And then we get extra people coming in and out sometimes on top of it and it's it keeps it fresh. And I think you, you yours is very, very similar to what you're getting basically, isn't it? So I know you yeah and what and what's impressed me around if yours is like is well it's like is what's really you told me off mic before the last one you had the slots went in about a day and a half didn't they really so like I said that was what you have twenty odd readers on every month basically don't you so yeah yeah I usually uh, try to cut it off at twenty and then I usually have about three in backup and they're usually one or two who don't show up so. Um, yeah, we have 20 to 22 people reading, and usually uh, everybody's really good about um, watching the time and everything. Yeah, yeah, definitely so, that one. That's the best way. Do you, um, do you envision that when things eventually calm down, whenever that is, will you go back to doing this in night in person again, or do you keep the Zoom night going as well? Um, it depends on whether people will show up and... Uh, I've only had two or three people ask me about the in-person ones. And so to be honest, before I commit to hiring the room and everything, I think I would want to have at least a good half dozen people tell me they really want me to do that again. Um, so yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll see. I know, not, not, I, don't, don't know don't, I don't know what we're doing must speak easy on our side yet because the venue we're in went bust a couple months in the lockdown. So when things eventually calm down again, we've got to make a decision call between the three of us, what we do next. So it's, again, but that's not going to be for quite some time yet anyway, the way things are clearly going anyway. So that's for sure of it. So tell us about the booking yeah. then. Sorry, I'm curious about your booking on write and release. I know you like having a headline act every month. Do you book them all in that well in advance or do you have like just do one or two in advance normally? The headline acts? Yeah. So they're... Um... I'm booked up um, through April, and then I have somebody booked in June. So I guess yeah, they're booked up a, a few months in advance. I think I think May is open. Um, and we're listening. Get in touch, Monday, May. <laughs> I sort of, uh, I sort of uh, just let it be known if people were interested in a slot, they could contact me and. Um, a few people do. I try to alternate. I try not to have men every month. And so I try to alternate and if I can get women. And so um, I, I sometimes have to reach out to get female acts. And I usually have quite a few men volunteering. I don't know. I don't know why, but uh, that's, that's how it goes. You know, who knows, as I would say. So yeah, it's just, I guess the way nature the beast sometimes, that's for sure of it. I know you've been doing a few of the nights as well, haven't you? So, because I saw you over at the lovely Don Dolby's nights for the other month as well. It's Buxton night. So, have you been going to many other Zoom poetry readings? I haven't been doing very many. I have a, a long history with the Buxton group. Um, actually, before I started going to Stockport, I went to Buxton. It was Buxton was the first place I ever read one ah. of my friends in front of anyone. 
and uh, Julian uh, Cohen ran that that group, and I went there for years, and then I stopped actually because um, either my schedule changed or their schedule. I don't remember, but there was a conflict, and so I started going to a different one, and I hadn't been going to Buxton anymore. Uh, but now that we can do Zoom, I'm able to join them again. So. Um, yeah, I have this long history with the Buxton, so uh, I, I do them. That's the only one I've been doing. Well, and Damien, you know, we do the, he does a oh, different yeah, yeah. where we yeah. upload the video. I've done those and the Buxton and this one, and that's about all I've been doing. For a while, when the lockdown came, I sort of just shut down completely, to be honest. I wasn't writing, wasn't doing anything. So now I've been trying to... Uh, wake up a little bit and get involved again i think it does this i think certainly in man amanda's cases we've been we've all you know already we're usually at the stockport one every month and we do we do speak easy and i was like i think that's all we've really been doing but i've been keeping my eyes and trying to do the other odd one as well so like i said i usually make sure i put something up in damien Steele's night obviously um his night on his wall and i've spoken passions but i said it's i've been doing sure i do those three I've been doing a couple of others as well, but it's like you said, it's just time sometimes, isn't it? So you think, do you find that when we're in lockdown, I suppose there's nothing to do with it? It's the motivation sometimes, I suppose, isn't it? Just trying to keep trying to get yourself to go to other eyes and just keep going. Yeah, I mean, um, I have trouble being motivated anyway. And um, in a way, going getting out and going to things has kind of kept my energy up and... Uh, when we stopped doing that, it seemed like all the energy just uh, flowed right out. And and I also, I, I have to admit, um, I tend to uh, do the sort of doom scrolling and, and uh, letting my anxiety get carried away. So I'm constantly uh, checking all the bad news in the world and everything every all the time. And I get so wrapped up in that, I forget to do anything else. <laughs> oh no, I've got to tell you what, I'm, I'm sorry, on the different note, it was you who were responsible today that let me say, pointing out that young poet that read over at Bindon's in, in announced about his first reel. Amanda Gorman was it, her name was it, I seem to recall. You yeah. shared it on your wall. And I was like, yeah, that's when you got involved in news. And I sat there and asked for a while, what a great young poet that was. <laughs> yeah, Amanda Gorman is, uh, is amazing. And I think she's just made a lot of people aware of the fact that maybe they do like poetry. So I, I think she's a plus for anyone who wants poetry to be recognised. So. Yeah, and such a young age as well. So thank you, Amanda, for that as well. If anyone knows the details, get to speak to me now. So we'll, we'll get one at Randy's night as well, definitely. As I find that. <laughs> we'll break the internet. <laughs> <laughs> now, seriously, um, that's the bit in the end. That's concluding the chat bit, really, Randy. Just to obviously paraphrase, when is writer release on them? Just so people know. Writing release is always the second Wednesday of the month at 7.30 p.m. British Standard Time. Of course. Now, if people want to book a slot for it, do you have a set date you take bookings on those or is it best to get in contact with you and find out when? I always post, I use a Google form and I post it the day after the regularly scheduled event. So the oh, Thursday. Wow. wow. The Thursday after, so to be the second Thursday of the month, and you have to always post it in the afternoon. In the afternoon, so that if people in the U.S. want to do it, it won't be in the middle of the night for them. So I wait till the afternoon, so that it's early morning for uh, people in the U.S. And uh, it's 
easiest if people follow write and release on facebook because that's where i post the link yeah we'll make sure they look back here that's fine okie dokie well that's it for this half guys thank you for that randy it's been a pleasure as always so i know you're going to do a few poems just in the second half so if we hang around randy's a genius there's no two ways about it i'll make him blush again saying that <laughs> but stay safe guys i'll see you in a minute Spockle, hi guys straight over to randy he's got a few poems for us today go for it mate okay so this first one uh is from the pamphlet which i called probably meant to be ironic um i did that I named it that just because sometimes I think people don't know what I'm trying to do. And uh, so if you don't understand what I'm doing, probably I'm trying to be ironic. So it may be a failure, but anyway. So this first one is called Standard Disclaimer. I had written a, a piece once based on an actual person. And so I thought it needed a disclaimer. And I wrote this disclaimer. Please be advised that all characters appearing in this work are fictional any similarity to real people alive or dead, even you, is purely coincidental. The author wishes to assure the reader that he gives you nary a thought since his last work was released to the general public. In fact, the author never thinks of you, except when he smells someone wearing your perfume. He did think he heard you last week when he bumped into someone with the exact same laugh, but that is just the mind playing tricks on itself and has no real significance. The author wishes to assure his audience that he has abandoned the use of muses and relies on his own imagination for all the intrigue, conquest, and psychopathic machinations that appear in his stories, poems, and songs. He would appreciate your trust and confidence on this matter and sincerely apologizes for any embarrassment or inconvenience he may have caused. Brilliant, that one. I've heard you do that one a stop port before now. It's it's your very subtle sense of humor. I love that one. I don't say it's brilliant. <laughs> okay. So ready ready for the next one. Yeah, yeah, go for it, whenever you're ready. Mate. <laughs> okay. This one's called The Risk of Metaphor. And um, you may notice the um, allusions to William Carlos Williams, if you're a William, Car William Carlos Williams fan. Uh, anyway, The Risk of Metaphor. It makes sense that the sun is often described as a disc because it looks like a disc hanging in the sky or tossed like a frisbee on a lazy summer day. But the fact that it isn't a disc, not even a flame white one is instructive, just as our love is not a rose. Oh God, yeah, I got that straight away then with Carl Williams and straight away, yeah. I've been reading a lot of his and his later ones recently. I've got, got a Kindle version of his collected book, collected poems too. And I think, yeah, I can see it straight away with that one. I take it were you a big fan of his back in back in you lived in America then, were you? As well, then I presume. Yeah, um, his poem Dance Roos is one of my favorite poems, uh, probably of all time. And also a fan of his uh, short stories. Um, if you've never read The Use of Force, which is about being a country doctor and having a non compliant uh, patient who's a little girl, uh, it's a very powerful story. So I'll just throw that in there. I'm just looking that one up to have a look at later now because he's I know he's he's interesting bloke he was in definitely because the fact that they did, did a lot of his writing did it in between running a very very busy doctor's surgery so exactly yeah and I find it interesting because he, he had constant obviously materials to refer to all the time didn't he because probably so many people coming in and out but yeah brilliant second piece that Randy okay right thanks on to the third one mate okay let me see what should I do 
Also, since all of this is about irony, I have one called The Problem with Irony. <laughs> and uh, it's kind of just um, parodying myself, I think. So this one's called The Problem with Irony. Nobody really liked Connor's poetry anyway. It didn't really even seem like poetry. It just seemed like someone rambling around trying to tell a story the way Connor did every time we tried to get a cup of coffee with him. Anyway, he said that's what he wanted from his poetry was for it to sound real natural, like he was just talking to his readers and he figured he had a few things he wanted to say and what better way to say a few things than in the context of a poem. But honestly, no everyone knew what he was going on about because he just sort of started talking and then went around in circles for a little while with no kind of point that anybody could see. And instead of ending, he just sort of trail off. That's that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, brilliant, Mike. We got that. That's that club, mate. Okay. Uh, I'm, I would do. I'm with Ward. Should, should we go for today? Do you reckon, man? I don't know. What do you think? What do you think? Do we do what, number two then? Yeah. Number two. I thought I might do. Um, this one that I wrote after, you know, we talked about Amanda Gorman and I. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that. I read this one. I think I read this one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so this was on, on watching the inauguration and listening to Amanda Gorman. I wrote this, the band, the band plays on, which is also a reference to um, the book and movie about the way the United States ignored the AIDS epidemic. So it sort of ties back to the Reagan era. So anyway, the band plays on. Following a crescendo of violence and allegro jubilee of relief and release brings us all a moment of respite before resuming the rhythm of the rigor and ardor of unflinching struggle. And a young woman tells us we can be the light if we dare, and her innocence gives us new hope and a new cadence for resolute strides to an unknown future of heat, yes, but also illumination. Still, this isn't a cadenza, but a restrictive repair, a scaffolding of democratic skills, a dampening of fear, and a regrouping of willing collaborators marching forward on the promise of hope and camaraderie. And the band plays on because the music of justice has no coda, only refrains. Superb, absolutely superb, that mate. I can't, I can't blame you if you want to write a piece about that because when I saw the video of it, it was absolutely just subline it was. And I think that that poor girl must have stood there, absolutely. She's probably terrified, really, thinking, not realizing how, could, how far this is going to go around the world. She had great poise, though. I mean, it was amazing. I mean, the pressure at that, and it was in a way her job was easy. I have to say, and, and I don't mean this to to denigrate what she did at all. But all of us had been the last four years that had such tension and there was such an emotional release at that moment. She could have said almost anything and, uh, and we would have been on her side. The fact that she did so well and, and elevated it to the level she did is truly admirable. Yeah, yeah, no, completely agree. Completely agree with yourself. Okay, mate, I think we're gonna do one more piece today then aren't we to conclude? Okay, so this is one I did. Um, when Stockport had the other side of love as the oh yeah yeah theme, so I did this one. I just I liked a couple of the phrases in it, so that was. I don't know if anyone else likes them, but I did. So I just <laughs> called it the other side of love. Um, it all starts in an oxytocin bath, drowning in aphrodisiac dreams. Best friends sweating through amorous bouts of battering lust. 
you begin purposeful procreation and embrace co-parenting with zest. In a blink, you go from saying, they're so cute and tiny to they grow up so fast. Bliss you've had and content you've been, but somehow merriment becomes misery. You begin to hoard a stockpile of secrets as comrades become combatants. You've identified the Achilles heel. Indeed, you know every weakness of your enemy. In a flash though, you realize the best hope is mutually assured destruction. Simultaneously, you begin a, begin a charm offensive and a sinking shame spiral. You visualize yourself on an open buyer, naked before all and licked by eager flames. Brilliant. Great way, great stuff way to finish that one off, Andy. So it's been a pleasure to have you on today, mate, as always. So hang around. Well, thanks. I need, I need to quit with the off mic, mate. But it's always, always good to get you on board every now and then because you, I love your work scenes. Could you, you, you deliver it so well as well? Your voice is so rich. So. Oh, thank you. Pleasure, mate. Anyway, so that's it, guys and girls. Alan's done color says I'm impact wrestling. Stay sane and stay over. And we'll see you all soon. Spock on there.